Father God, we come to you as humbly as we know how, God. Lord, we thank you, O oh God, for your goodness, and we thank you for your grace and new mercies that you give to us each and every morning, even when we don't deserve it, O oh God, because we've been so sinful. And so, God, we thank you, Father God, for coming back into your house of worship again to give you glory, to give you honor, and to give you praise, God, because you are worthy of all praise, O oh God, because you created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. You saw that it was good and it pleased you. And for that, Lord, Lord God, we want to come, Lord, just to say thank you, oh God. Oh God, we asking that, Father God, that you would allow your spirit to come into this place, oh God, and dwell amongst us, oh God, and allow your spirit to saturate this place, oh God, and fill somebody's life with your presence and purpose, oh God. Oh God, I trust you, God, that you would remove self out the way, and that you would remove me out the way, and that you would stand up and speak your word, oh God, to your people, oh God, because I have nothing to do with this, because it is by your Holy Spirit that allows this word to go forth. And Father God, I just want to say thank you, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you have done, good and bad, indifferent, oh God, and whatever, oh God, I got to say thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. I thank you for this wonderful opportunity that Pastor Maybell has allowed and opened his pulpit to allow me to be able to bring forth your word, oh God, to your people. Oh God, and for that, God, we're going to celebrate and worship and give you glory because all the glory belongs to you, Lord God. So we thank you right now, God. Oh God, you have your way today, God, in this place. And it's in your son, Jesus' name, we pray. And we thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord, my brothers and sisters. I'm certainly glad to be here this morning. Ah. Uh, I've been going through some things for the last couple of weeks. Uh, some of you may know uh, about my brother. He had uh, passed a couple of weeks ago. And I was asking God, why? Why would you allow my brother to leave that way? You already had taken my mom, and now my brother is gone. And I, I asked God the question, and he says, Vernon, my will is perfect. And I said, what, what do you mean, God? Your will is perfect. He said, trust me, in the end, Vernon, you will understand what I mean. And I said, okay, Lord, I trust you. I trust you regardless of how I may feel. I put aside that human, those human feelings, and I had to see it from a spiritual aspect of what God was trying to show me. And so even in the midst of what's happening, God is still good. He is still good. He still sits on the throne. And no matter what we face, God will, will, will prevail. Well, if you have your Bibles, I want to go to a familiar scripture that many of you may know about. It comes from the book of Daniel chapter 3, Chap the, the book of Daniel in the Old Testament, chapter 3, uh, the prophet Daniel, uh, he written this book to encourage and inspire us. 
and it comes and it comes from the first chapter. It says Nebuchadnezzar, the king made a image of gold whose height was three score cubics. I'm coming to y'all by the way from the King James version. And bread is thereof six cubics, and he set up in the plain of Dur Dura, in the providence of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, set together the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the providence to come to get to, to, to the dedication of the image Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And then the princes, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the providence were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. They stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had stood had set up. Then a herald cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O people, O nations and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbuff, the psalmstry, the dicember, and all kinds of music, ye shall fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And whosoever falleth down and not worship that same hour, ye will be casted in the burning, I'm sorry, in, ye will be cast, whosoever falleth, whosoever falleth not down and worship the same hour shall be casted in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, that time when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, the flute, and the sackcloth, and the sumptuaries, and all kinds of music, and the people and the nation and the nations and the languages fell down and worshiped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. I, I got to uh, stroll down and, and, and give y'all another part of this, uh, this uh, story. And it says, it says in, in verse eight, wherefore, the the wherefore at the time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews that spake and said, King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, has made a decree that every man shall hear the sound of the, of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackcloth, the, the psalmstry, the dike, the site, dicember, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the image. And those who fall it down not shall down and worship, that falleth not down and worship, he, sh he should be casted into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace, where there are certain 
Jews whom has whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image thou hast set up. For just a few moments, my brothers and sisters, I want to talk from the thought of don't get burned out. Don't get burned out. Uh, it was just a couple of months ago on August the 8th of 2023, the world witnessed wildfires bringing a, de a devastation into Maui, Hawaii, a place where tourists had visited and residents called home. These wildfires left behind a carnage of damage. And these wildfires killed 98 people and an estimated of 2,170 acres of land was destroyed. It left Hawaiian residents with six billion of economic loss. But there was a miracle that occurred. The miracle of a historic church named Maria Lanthea which is about 175 years old, it survived those wildfires. I, was, I, I, I want you to take a walk with me into this biblical journey in the life of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these three Hebrew boys who served God and trusted God. But I also want to give you a brief history of King Nebuchadnezzar because King Nebuchadnezzar was a warrior king often described as one of the greatest military Neo-Babylonians in, in that time. He ruled from 605 to 560 BCE in the area around Tigris, Euphrates, Basin. His leadership saw numerous of military battles and successes and construction and, and construction of buildings works such as the famous Isitar Gate. Also the background of Babylon, this cultural and political center for Macedonia during the one of the second and first millennia of BC in the modern, today known in the modern Iraq along with one branch of the Euphrates River which is about 50 miles west of Baghdad and six miles north of Heliah. Here, my brothers and sisters, we see that the king, Nebuchadnezzar, had erected a 90-foot statue by nine feet wide. And he called for the people, his officials, to come. And he brought this statue into Babylon because he wanted to have it as a dedication for the people. And so he called all of the high officials and told them, you're going to fall down and worship this statue, this golden statue that I created. Because he says, I'm paraphrasing this, because he says, I'm the king. And so y'all going to do what I ask of you. And if those who don't will be thrown into the burning fiery furnace. And so these three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, 
and Abednego had enough courageous strength to stand against a powerful, strong king, Nebuchadnezzar. This man has killed a lot of people. And yet these three Hebrew boys decided to stand up against Nebuchadnezzar and stand on their faith. And sometimes, my brothers and sisters, we as people of God got to stand for God as well. We cannot allow the enemy in certain circumstances to keep us down. That's why we got to be willing to stand for God and be willing to do whatever God asks of us. Here, the, the Hebrew word for image is tislam, which refers to an idol or a physical image. And that's what King Nebuchadnezzar had created and wanted the people to fall down and worship right during the sound of the music. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, we can't, we can't allow the enemy to try to tempt us and get us derailed, but we must be willing to go against him and fight. And we have to fight. We will face challenges that will test our understanding of God's will. God sometimes allows certain scenarios to play out in our lives to get our attention. It's how we respond to those scenarios instead of reacting in that moment. God watches to see how you're going to respond, whether you're going you're gonna, to uh, start cussing and fussing and yelling and complaining like the children of Israel when they were in bondage in, with Pharaoh for over 400 years. They cried and mumbled and complained and they just... You know, they just didn't want to do, they, they just cried and, and complained about everything. And then when God even brought them out of the, the bondage of Pharaoh, they still complained for another 40 years in the wilderness. And so sometimes we got to be willing to not complain. There are times we have to struggle with the loss of a job. We have to struggle with the health issue. We struggle, we also have to struggle with the loss of a loved one. Here's back at the scene of our text. King Nebuchadnezzar had brought, had uh, heard by way of, from the Chaldeans, which served in the Babylonian, under the Babylonian Empire. The Chaldeans came to the king and says, oh king, these, these three Hebrew boys, we, we saw them and, and, and these are the men that you put over the providence of Babylon. You, 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 you put these men over there, and, and, and they're not even listening to you, Nebuchadnezzar, O king. What are you going to do? And so Nebuchadnezzar said, what do you mean? I'm, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. He probably said, what do you mean they, they're not listening to the sound of the music and, and like everybody else, all of my high officials and those people that I put in authority? And they have the audacity not to come and worship and fall down before that, that, the image that I erected. And so I'm pretty sure he got upset and he told those, told the men to bring those boys to me so I can, I want to give, I want to hear an account from them. And here it is, they, Nebuchadnezzar comes, they, they come to, ne, they, they come before Nebuchadnezzar and they had to give an account. And they said, oh king, we understand who you are. We understand that you are the king. But we can't serve your gods and, and, and the statue that you erected. That's why we are willing to 
we can't serve your gods because we have our own God and we know what in the times past of what he's done for us. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Come here, jo Job. Job will be a witness for you when he lost his family, his children. They, uh, uh, a freak accident occurred and killed his children. And yet Job didn't even get upset. His wife told him to cuss God and die. Even though he had wars and all types of manner of sickness, people were talking, but Job stayed faithful to God. He stayed faithful, and God rewarded him back by giving him everything he lost. The Bible says in Isaiah 43 and 2, in the King James Version, when thou passest through the water, when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. My brothers and sisters, we have to practice making God the first priority in our lives. We can't make him a, the last option. The, the, the go-to option when all hell breaks loose. But you have to learn to practice making God priority over any and everything in your life. If you know that he's providing and giving you a job, he's allowed you to complete it, your degree or, or, or finish school or some task or accomplishment, and, and, and it, it's kind of funny that how we as Christians, when, when God or, or, or those who are, uh, don't know Christ, when God starts to do things and, and, and mess with their lives, they, they get upset when things aren't going their way. But yet, we must develop an unshakable trust in God. We have to develop an, un faith, an unshakable trust. We have to learn to trust them when things don't look right, when things are, that don't feel right, when things just don't make sense. When we are confused and we just don't know what to do, we have to learn to trust God. And that's what these three Hebrew boys did. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They gave their account to King Nebuchadnezzar and they said, Oh, King, we can't serve your God because we have a God. We know him and we have seen him did things for us that we know it's true, and so we will not be serving your God today. But if, if, he, if, if God is with us, then we'll, we're, we're going to trust him. And if, if, if he'll, we, we trust that he'll protect us from the fire. So they didn't care. And so even though that they didn't care, they said, but if he, even if God doesn't save them from the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego says, well with us, but we're going to continue to serve our God. Hey. And see, my brothers and sisters, we must refuse to be misled by ungodly advice from others that don't have a relationship with God. We must reflect on our yesterday's victories to prevent future doubts from creeping in. Back to our scene of our text, my brothers and sisters. So as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were telling the king that they cannot do that. The king was, got very angry. His face was distorted, and he got upset. And so he said, he called some of his most strongest men. It says, you know what? Throw those three Hebrew boys in that fire. And as they were getting, they bounded these three Hebrew boys up. They, as they were approaching a fiery furnace, now, these are mighty men, 
of King Nebuchadnezzar, some of his most strongest, powerful men. These men threw those three Hebrew boys in there, but the fire wound up killing those most strongest men. His mighty men, as, he, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in that fire, King Nebuchadnezzar was a little bit shocked. My brothers and sisters, Psalms 23 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And see, that's the beautiful part about God's word. When you start to trust in his word and start believing and knowing that God is able to do all that we are able to ask or think of according to the power that works in us from in his word in Ephesians 3 and 20, that's when God starts to manifest his power. And there he displayed the power to King Nebuchadnezzar and the rest of all the officials in Babylon. They saw a great miracle happen. Right back at the scene of our text, King Nebuchadnezzar probably was looking in the furnace. And he, as he was looking in that furnace, he saw those three men walking around unbounded. But, but, but you know what, y'all? He saw somebody else in there with him. That was that pre-incarnated Christ walking around with the three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace. They, there, Christ was with them. Even in the midst of what was happening, King Nebuchadnezzar was really amazed and like, huh? What, what, what you mean? They, they, they still alive? They walking around and, and he, he called them to come out. Y'all come here to me. And, and he looked at them. And all of the officials surrounding and looking at them. I, I, I want to challenge y'all to, to read that. To read, read the, uh, the whole chapter of Daniel 3. It will bless you. And then after that, read chapter 4 of Daniel. And that also will bless you. And so as they were looking at in amazement at these three Hebrew boys, not even, they, they, not even burned, not even a, a singe of their hair was burned. Their clothes, they didn't even smell like smoke. And see, that's what I want to encourage the people of God to, to let. When you're going through it, when you're in the fire, God will be present with you in the midst of that fire. You won't even smell like smoke. You won't even uh, have your hair won't be singed. You won't even look like what you, the, the, hell, the hell you've been through. That's how good God is. No matter what you go through in life, God is always present. Even in those most challenging moments in the Christian believer's lives, that's why it's always better to walk with Jesus. I'm glad that I know Jesus because if I didn't have Jesus, then I don't think I'd be able to make it. But as long as I have Jesus, I know that I can make it. We have, we have to understand that God is always present with us in disastrous moments. God is always present in the furnace. God uses our fate as a tool 
for others to witness God's providence and action. God is a provider. That's why we call him Jehovah Elohim, the great provider. He provides even when we can't see it down the road. That's why I love my Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because when you start to go through, through things, you can learn to praise God even in the midst of it. Hallelujah. And so when I'm going through, I know that I, gotta, I serve a high God that will make a way out of no way, just like he did for the children of Israel, just like he did for Job. Hallelujah. Just like he did for Jesus. Hallelujah. God, God, we have assurance that God will always meet the needs of his people. I got Bible to prove that. Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God, who are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. And so let us remember as we think that how God intervened in the lives of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We cannot allow ourselves to get burned out by what is happening in life. I'm so glad that it was over 2,000 years ago that uh, they carried my Savior, Jesus, from Judgment Hall to Judgment Hall. Uh, they whooped him all night long. And they beat him. And you know what? Uh, they made mockery out of him. And they cared, they took his clothes and they gambled them and they made him carry his old rugged cross. And he, he carried his cross uh, to that place where they had nailed, he gave his hands to the nail. And he gave his head to the spike. He gave his feet to the spike. He gave his hands to the nail. But uh, he got up, he, he died, y'all, he died. And he gave up his ghost. But he got up on Sunday morning. And he declared that all power is in his hand. And so I want to encourage you to don't get, don't get burned out by life. Don't get burned out about what's occurring around you and what you see on the news or in social media. Stop looking towards the news and social media and other people talking about things and start looking towards the hills from which cometh your help because all of our help cometh from above. Give God some glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God bless y'all.